Hello, friends, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. Well, I'm looking forward to sharing some stories today and in the coming podcasts. And today, though, the focus of it is more on what I would consider stories about the long-term effects of First Loved and on a person's life and the change. So anyway, I just want to tell you about an experience that I had recently that just so blessed my heart. I got a Facebook message from someone, and she said her name and said that she was in the church that I had pastored back in the 90s. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) And so I looked at her picture, and I didn't really, wasn't totally sure through that picture. But anyway, she said, I'm excited that you're around. Would you be willing to have coffee with me? And she might have said something about this organization called FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. But when I went to have coffee, I had totally not remembered that. And so but here's what I want to tell you, just in terms of the power of the personalized verse, the power of us loving others like Jesus. And she said to me that she was there from 96 to 98. And this was right when I started sharing the whole first loved experience, idea, the new command, the whole nine yards with my church. And it was a fun time and things were happening. And so she comes to our church. She was crying and I came up to her and had a chance to just, you know, what's up? And found out that her fiance had died and she was really hurting and just full of confusion and anger and pain. And then I think it was within a month she reminded me that then her father died. The fact that she had these two significant losses within a month's time, she was really struggling, again, with the pain and the anger and confusion and, God, how could you let this happen? And so I had opportunity to just be present to her, very similar, really, to Jesus being with Mary and Martha when Lazarus had died. And being God's presence to her, embodied presence to her, to love her well. And so she made this comment to me while we were having coffee. She said, Mark, you probably don't remember, but you did just that. You so embodied Jesus to me that I had just never experienced that kind of empathy and understanding and care and listening. And But here's the cool thing that I, I especially want to tell you about was that Not only did just loving her like Jesus really impact her, but she said, then you sent me a note card that had a couple of verses on it, personalized verses that I could hear the Lord love me through the scripture. She said, Mark, this is 1996 to 98, probably in 96. She said, I carried that note card with me everywhere, every day for several years, and I still have it. When I saw your name on Facebook, I dug it out and thought, I should just hear these again. The fact that she held on to it, because it wasn't just truth. It wasn't just information. You know how we do this is that we personalize it so that God is expressing love through those scriptures to her. And she said, it so touched me. It so impacted me. But she says, so update me. You know, that was when you were first starting to do it. So I had a chance to talk about particularly right now, the way the opening session goes, it's according to our vision statement, where our vision statement for First Love Ministries took us forever to get there, but we've got it, and it's the desire to see every Christian loving the Jesus way. And so I ended up titling the first session, Loving the Jesus Way, so that people would ask, what does that mean? What is loving the Jesus way? 
Well, I said that to her, and so I started to unpack it. And it's especially about discipleship for the way that I've come to define discipleship based on Luke 640. A student is not above his teacher, but when he's fully trained, he will be like the teacher. That discipleship is a lifelong training relationship with Jesus by the Spirit to become like him, to love as he has loved us, and then to join him in that mission. So I start talking about discipleship. I bring her up to speed with all the stuff that's going on. And my board had been challenging me a bit about making contacts and having other opportunities to talk about First Loved, and we need to get it out there to more people. And (laughs) so... Several times, you know, I'm speaking verses to her and she gets all teary-eyed and she goes, you know, I don't cry. I really don't cry until you do this stuff to me or I read those verses, you know. And I said, well, it's just what happens sometimes when a heart's loved, you know. And she goes, no, I know, I know, it's okay. But we're sitting in this teeny little coffee shop, you know, so people are seeing us and seeing her. And she goes, no, 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 it's okay, but I'm just not prepared for crying. And uh, so we laughed about it or whatever. Well, when it was all said and done... We're about ready to leave, and then she reminds me and pulls out a brochure that she is the director for Massachusetts for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And the brochure, the whole thing is about how do we disciple coaches and leader athletes to be disciple makers. And she goes, Mark, this is like so cool. This is so refreshing. This is so awesome. Can we meet again? as soon as possible, where I want to talk specifically about, so how does this flesh itself out in terms of, you know, doing discipleship? How would I train them? What do you have for me? You know, I'm like, I just thought I was going to have coffee with somebody. And instead, I get my heart totally blessed by her telling me that she still carries the impact of how she was loved. But now she's a an influencer of coaches and student-athletes, leader-athletes. And who knows what God's going to do with this to make a difference. Right around the same time, I got this email from a guy who pastored a church up in Vermont, and we ended up going there and doing the First Love Weekend. And he's on my prayer update thing, and at one point I was wondering, I wonder how they're doing. Well, this last prayer update, he sends me an email And again, it relates to the impact and the lasting, ongoing impact where he says, Hi, Mark. Just a note to remind you that the Lord is using First Loved to have an impact across our region. In the last couple weeks, I have run into a number of people who have been impacted by the First Loved message and ministry. It's always exciting to hear continued testimony of how the Lord has used the message to impact lives over the long haul. Thanks for continuing to bring this message to the body of Christ. Loving Christ, David. So once again, first, this gal reminding me that, you know, this is what, 20-something years ago, still carrying that card around, still remembering the impact of love on her life. And here this pastor who, again, He and his wife were just so blessed and saw the impact of it on their church. But now he's encouraged me again that these things don't just happen and are forgotten. God's using it to still make a difference. Well, we were hanging around a fire pit at my daughter's house, the last First Loved we did, and I was playing the CD songs. And even that, 
the stories that I hear, and thank you, Peter, for, you know, Peter Vantine, I came in all excited to want to produce this uh, a CD and whatever, and Pete heard this little project that I'd done with the verses, and I came back in the next time, and Pete says, you know, Mark, why don't we make that, like, really good, because I think that's what you're about. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, well, good point. And I can't be grateful enough. And you know what, Pete? I played it on Sunday this past weekend at the Asbury Grove one. And this guy who's been a worship leader, songwriter, singer, has got a few of his own CDs. He was listening to the intro to Rejoice Over You. And he says, man, he says, that's beautiful. It's like, it's as good or better than Wyndham Hill. <laughs> I went, well, cool. I'll let him know. But again, just the fact that that even the Rejoice Over You CD and the Love Verse videos and the Love Verse CD is making a difference. Well, we were sitting around the fire, and it reminded me when several years, now it's probably almost 10 years ago, eight, nine years ago, but at the church that I was at, I got a chance to come to the family camp, and our kids were all grown, so we really didn't go because it mostly was for kids and whatnot. But I ended up going and just wanted to hang out with the families. But we were sitting around the fire. A bunch of the kids came over that were hanging around the fire too. And these were all like elementary age kids. And I would say maybe seven, eight of them came over and they said, Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark, can we sing your songs? And I'm like, what do you mean my songs? You know, the ones on your CD. And I just looked at them and went, you know them? And they go, yeah, our parents play it for us at night. It helps us sleep. And it's helping us, you know, be loved by Jesus. And this is coming out of their mouths. And I'm like, no way. And they said, and we like the songs. So the group of us sang all six songs together around the fireplace for the adults around the fire pit. And as I was sitting around the fire pit recently, it just reminded me of that, that, yeah, I hear stories of how the CD people take it to friends, take it to hospitals, take it to varieties of things and give it away. I have one friend that's given away 200 or so of them as a nurse and just loves to share them and give them away. So it was just an encouraging time of hearing that, yeah, it's not a one and done and forgotten, you know, that what we're doing is making a difference in people's lives. And, uh, I think the other one, I want to tell one more story. I've got a few more minutes. And that is just another, it reminded me because of this gal having that card in her pocket. I tell this story on some of the weekends, but not always. I don't know that I've ever put it on a podcast. I apologize if I have, you're going to hear it again. But there was a season in our church where every other Friday night, we used to go into town and take our buckets and our mops, and we would go to the restaurants and businesses and ask if we could clean their bathroom. And they would always look at us like we were insane. And they go, well, why do you want to do that? And I said, well, we just want to demonstrate God's love to you in a practical way. And we know people appreciate a clean bathroom, but we also like doing it because while we're cleaning it, if you're willing, if there's something you would like us to pray about, we'll pray for you while we're working. So we would do this. And it was often really interesting. People would kind of bear their hearts whether about them personally, their families, the business, and we really would. We had intercede for them while we were cleaning. Well, one night we went to the police station. There was just a small little entryway thing, and so we're all clustered with our stuff. And this guy gets up. It kind of looked like a lot of the cop shows where all the desks are all grouped together. Nobody has their space. You know, they're all kind of out there. And so there's this policeman sitting at his chair, and he sees us at the window. He gets up and comes to the window, and he goes, can I help you? 
And I said, yeah, hi, my name's Mark. I pastor the church down the street, and we're just out loving people to demonstrate God's love in a practical way. And tonight we're out doing it, cleaning bathrooms. Can we clean your bathroom? And he just stares at me like, what? And then he goes, Lieutenant! And he just yells. And the lieutenant is the only guy with a with an office. <laughs> and he comes out of the office and he goes, what? He says, the preacher guy here wants to clean our bathrooms. I don't know what to do, you know? So the, the lieutenant comes to the window and he goes, you want to do what? So I say it again. He says, well, come on in, come on in. So he buzzes us all in and we come in. We're standing in the middle of that area. He doesn't take us into his office. So the few policemen that are in there hanging out are going to listen to this. So he goes, what are you guys doing? So we started talking about how God's love is very practical, very tangible, and we've been trying to find ways to go around and love people and demonstrate that love in those practical ways. And, well, what business had you been to? Or where were you tonight before us? So we told him where we were and the other businesses we've been to. And he's just glowing. I mean, this guy is so jazzed by what we're doing, this lieutenant. Well, he must have listened to us for about 15, 20 minutes. And then he just says this thing like, well, you know what, you guys, this is so exciting. I love that you're loving our town and caring for us. And But we have contractors who do our bathrooms, so we're not allowed to let you do that. But thank you. Thank you for wanting to. Thank you for coming. So we leave. I go home. The next morning, I'm doing the God sighting practice. Remembering loving interactions. So I remember this encounter. So I write down, Father, thank you for the lieutenant. Thank you for his kindness, his grace. Thank you for his enthusiasm, Lord. He just lit up with joy, honestly, and excitement about what we were doing. Father, it touched my heart. And then, of course, you hear the Lord say, Mark, if the lieutenant, who doesn't know you at all, could express such joy and enthusiasm and gratitude for what you're doing, how much more is my delight in what you guys are doing is my delight for you being out there and showing my love in a practical way. And that's what my face looks like when it's filled with joy and pleasure in you. And I just had such a great time experiencing God loving me through the lieutenant. Well, then I was so touched by it, I pulled out a note card and I, a little thank you card, and I wrote him a thank you. Thank you so much for inviting us in. Thank you for caring. Thank you for your support, etc., etc., and mailed it to him. Well, a month later, no one showed up to go out with me. And so I was wondering what to go do. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go back and go to the police station. So I went back to the police station. <laughs> the same cop is there. And instead of coming up, he just goes, Lieutenant, the preacher's here. <laughs> and so he comes out. Only this time he buzzes things and he buzzes me in. So we go in and sit down at his desk. And I'm sitting at a chair. He's sitting there. And so we chit-chat for a minute. But then I said... Steve, when I, I sent you a card, I said, did you get that? And no kidding, friends. He reaches back behind and he pulls that card out of his back pocket. And I go, whoa, no way. You got it in your pocket? And he just pauses and he looks at me and he says, yeah, because I've hardly ever had anyone write or speak to me with such kindness. And I went, wow. And then I said, well, let me tell you, why I do it and why I did it. And then I shared my God sighting with him. And all of a sudden, tears start coming down his face. And he goes, wait, you're telling me you experienced God through me? I said, totally. Why not? You're made in his image. No way. So then we talk more about first love and what we're doing. 
Well, we went on to be really good friends. And <laughs> several years later, I'm coming out of the Y. I go through an alleyway into this big parking lot. And at the end of the parking lot is a police station. I come out and I see money flying all over the place. So I start running around trying to catch all this money. And I'm reaching down to pick up this money. And all of a sudden I hear, freeze! And I look up and there's a cop with his gun pulled. And he says, get on your face, hands behind your head. And I'm like, I get down, I'm going, I, what, what's going on? <laughs> he handcuffs me. He brings me up and he starts walking me across the parking lot and toward the police station. I go, what is this about? And he wouldn't answer me. The lieutenant starts walking the other way <laughs> and sees him. And I don't remember what he said, but he's kind of basically like, dude, what the hell are you thinking? That's the pastor. <laughs> And he starts laughing. The guy's mortified. He takes the cuffs off. We'll come to find out somebody just robbed the bank right there on the corner. And the die thing must have blown up. And so the guy just threw it up and abandoned. So the cash, I thought somebody just lost their deposit, you know. We were laughing so stinking hard. But all because of that initial loving him. Anyway, it was just so much fun to see what God did through that. All of that to say, friends, is that it makes a difference. He held on to that card. It made a lasting friendship in our lives. So I just want to encourage you, if you can, if you would, send us stories. If you can think about how First Love is still working in your life, you know, you can go to our website, firstloveministries.org, and click on the Facebook button. And we'd just love to hear from you. You know, it just encourages our hearts and just keeps reminding us that what we're doing matters. And also, just want to encourage you that if you're able to give and have been or haven't, or you gave once at one time, would you just pray about that? Just see if the Lord would have you, even if it's a small amount monthly or just a one-time thing. But just want to encourage you that what the Lord's doing in and through First Love Ministries is making a difference. But especially, we'd like to hear from you if you've got any stories about the long-term effect. So anyway, love you, God bless you, and have a great day.